the Lord. So it's good to see you today. Um, I want us to continue with what I was sharing last week. Just be brief on it. Then we can have other program for this Sunday. So, um, so turn with me in the book of First Timothy. Timothy chapter 6 um, so last Sunday we began uh, to talk about money and um, we looked at a few things about money and last Sunday we mainly concentrated on uh, on stewardship. And we looked at the essence of being a good steward and what that entails. Uh, we talked about your attitude about money must be about others. We talked about the need for faithfulness. And, um, and we also talked about your attitude of money in relations, in relations to God or in, in relation to God. Today I want us to talk about contentment, just as we continue with that aspect of money. And um, yes, and let's see what the Lord will say. First Timothy chapter 6, I'll read from verse um, 3. If anyone teaches otherwise and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are consented and understand nothing. They have unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicious, sus suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. Verse 6 says this, but godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world, and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be contented with that. For those who want to get rich fall into temptations and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plague men into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wanted from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Praise the Lord. May the Lord bless his word. So today I want us to talk about contentment. And what does the scripture tells us about contentment? Now, as we talk about money, one of the things I've realized that what the scripture teach about how our pursuit of money should be, about how we should, um, uh, how we should do many other things is totally different. Sometimes I get very much uh, confounded by the fact that scripture teaches very opposite things with the world. 
Now, the context of where we are reading at, Paul is talking to Timothy, a pastor in a church in Ephesus, and he's teaching or talking to him about the need to establish correct teaching. And, you know, one of the things that struck me when I was looking at this is that he does not talk about any other thing about uh, the need to correct, correct, the need to correct and have the right kind of teaching, but he talks about money. And one of the things that uh, the scripture talks about is money. And uh, the reason why it talks about money most is that money is the only uh, pursuit or the only substance that challenge your faith in Christ. Money, nothing else. And uh, Jesus talking about serving other gods. He talks about the God of money. He said that you cannot serve me and serve money. You serve one. But the scripture has not left us that way. The Bible has provided us with, um, with, with, with what we need to do in order to handle money. So Paul, when he's talking to this guy, he's telling him, I want you to correct false teaching. And one of the areas I want you to correct is the area of people who think that godliness is a means of financial gain. Praise the Lord. That your faith was a transaction for money. It's a wrong teaching. That when you came to the Lord, you came into financial increase. We are going to deal with some things here. So, Paul is saying, some people who are consulted and understand nothing. The Bible says, they have, they, are, they have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result to envy and strife, malicious talks, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind. The Bible says, who think that godliness is a means of gain? In fact, it says, these people are robbed of the truth. So you are living a lie if you think that your faith was a transaction kinder or a, um, 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 a means which you get financial gain. And I know in Africa, the gospel of prosperity, the gospel of health, the gospel of increased sales, and um, partly it's because one of the things that as Africans we have to fight with or we have faced with as a continent is the aspect of poverty. I come from a very uh, uh, um, humble background. And uh, one of the things in this world that I told you last week I had desire for was the desire for money. And um, it doesn't mean the desire I've gone, but the Lord, in fact, when I was given, <laughs> when I was told to talk about these things, I was you know, one day when I was a student, uh, serving in the, CU, in the CU, we invited a certain preacher to come and talk about um, time management. <laughs> and he told me now, Mr. Chairman, I can't come. I'm very poor with time. How can I talk about time when I myself have a challenge with keeping time? So he asked me, honestly, I want you to get someone else to come and talk about time. So when Nelson asked me to talk about this, I told him, now, nah, my friend, <laughs> hey, my, hey you, want to, you want to kill me? I have a problem with this issue. Uh, so um, I grew up in a family 
that um, really do not have kakitu bwanga. And uh, all my pursuit, especially if you come from uh, people who come from uh, families that have a humble background and God opens the door for you, your desire mostly and where we are susceptible at is to get more money, is to amass wealth for yourself, is to keep things for yourselves and to have more. And, 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 in, and even today, that's what sells in the public. You know, what influences the media is people who are living very good lives. You know, I hardly post my wife on social media. And the reason is because when I have a quarrel with her, I don't so also post her that on social media. So why will why, why will I want to post the good on the social media and the bad I don't post? It means that I'm living a hypocrite life. So I don't. And that is it. All right? If she has a bad day, I'll just go and tell her, you, you have a good day. You, eh? I'll, I'll buy you cake when you come back home. Or when she's at home, I take her somewhere. And um, her birthday is over. But I'm not saying that post is not good. It's okay. It's upon you. For me, a relationship is personal. Uh, we didn't marry both of many people. I only married alone. So my wife is mine. Why should I parade her on social media anyway? Um, so I had a desire to keep and I had a desire to pursue money. I'm telling you the truth. I was a guy who will not, you know, when, when, when I was a small boy, I'll just look at a car. I say, yo, see that kid, but I say, yo, mutu akipatia sisi chukua. Nasi na kakitu, pride mingi. And I had unquenchable desire for money and to pursue things and, and, and to look for wealth. And I was purely and hard working, I mean working hard for the sake of my stomach. And um, I remember, and I told you this last week, one of the challenge, one of the things that challenged my coming into ministry. First, whatever had been portrayed to me was that ministry is such a very poor venture. Uh, if you are in ministry, you have entered the life of suffering, depending on people to give you money, offering. If people does not give you offering, you go sleep angry with your children, and stuff like that. So as I continued in that pursuit, one day, God stopped me somewhere, and um, I was invited to join ministry. I didn't apply. I was busy. I was pursuing my career. I'm a trained nutritionist. Some of you think the only thing I know is to read the Bible. I am a trained nutritionist, and uh, I'm trained in the medical, nutritional medical therapy. If you have any disease, I can give you the right nutrition to take, all right? So I was pursuing that. I was at KNH. Um, uh, the senior nutritionist really loved me, Dr. Makori. I was, I was doing well, all right, according to the standard of the world. And someone now invited me, um, called me, and I said, Andrew, we want you to come and help us in the, in the student ministry, um, and we want to send you to Mombasa. So I had a problem with that. I remember that, that day uh, when I accepted to go. I called my mother, and I told her, that I'm stopping to pursue this, and I'm pursuing this. He told me we will actually die. And she's still, a, she's still, she's still, a, she's still alive today. She told me, now, daddy, we, we are going to die. You are leaving that to join ministry. We will, we will die. And um, so I joined. I went ahead and joined ministry. Uh, my, in, my salary was 9,000 shillings. They were paying me less than 10,000 so that I don't pay tax. You know, care was cut 
So if you are earning, I think in Kenya, 10, less than 10K, you don't pay tax. And uh, so they were supposed to pay me 10,000. So they were paying me 9,500. <laughs> and, and I needed to fundraise everything I needed for ministry. So I needed to go ahead and um, fundraise, raise resources to pay my house in Mombasa for my, for my, for my, for my communication, my transport, my everything, my hosting of students. I served in Mombasa, Pwani, Tum, Kwale, uh, Msambweni. In fact, Msambweni is where I got my girlfriend. <laughs> hey, 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 the Lord remembered me, Mwana. All right? But I was a good boy, uh, and uh, I didn't want to pursue these things of the world. And um, I saw a lady, and I was speaking in tongues that time. I stopped speaking. And I saw a lady pass. will take time. I have a beautiful wife, oh. it's not personal, it's um, universal. Chase came and said, hey, my girlfriend is beautiful. And I went, hey, okay, beauty belongs to, or, or how, how do you mildly say that? Hmm? The beauty belongs to the beholder, or something. But mine is, a, is she, she's universally beautiful. <laughs> and I also have a very nice daughter, so very brown, like myself. Um, so, um, so when I joined ministry, my friend, my biggest struggle was money. So nikafika mahali nikajiuliza, if if I was to be given everything I need, I just asked myself that one morning, if God was to give me everything, my desire is to stay in Karen. I don't know why, but I just want to live where there's trees and live in a good neighborhood. I want to build a house in Karen, all right? I don't know. If you tell me to stay in Siokuma, I say, no, there's a lot of dust. I want to stay in a place where there's no dust. you right. I still have pursuits for nice things. But one day, I sat down and asked myself, if I was to be given all these things, what would become of me? So how good will they make me fee be? Now, I'm not saying that God is a spoiler. God wants you to live in poverty. No. We are talking about contentment. And I begin to realize, I began to realize that there is nothing, I mean, nothing will have moved my life. And I left focus, student means, and I felt that now, let me go now to do what I now want to do. And I got a call to go and do another thing, and to do another thing, and to do another thing. So I remember one day when I was in an office somewhere, um, I felt that I really need to want to serve God, but I don't want to be here. That's how I ended up into church ministry. So, what I'm trying to tell you is that my view of coming to pursue, or rather to pursue my calling, was confounded by an issue called money. And it is extremely possible to devere from what God has called you to do because of money. One day I was, a student asked me, uh, Andrew, what, um, how should I identify my calling? And I told them, is that one thing you do and you do not need someone to pay you? 
It's something that you do, and it gives you the greatest fulfillment, and you do not need money for it. You can do it. Right now, I teach, I teach students, and um, I am a private student. I'm a private coach, academic coach, and uh, I don't like it. So if, I want to, if you ask me to teach you, I'll ask you to pay a lot of money because you have to really motivate me to come. And actually, my students don't fail exams. Okay? Have I ever taught anyone of you here? In fact, I first of all come and rebuke that demon of failing. So you'll never fail. And then now I start teaching you. And you capture everything like a magnet. I'm telling you the truth. Oh, one day I was teaching a kid, um, I'm a, and I'm really detouring from this subject. The next 10 minutes. So um, I was teaching a kid, and the father was really disinterested in him. So this kid um, passed exams. The dad called me, and he paid me in advance before I went to teach. He said, you know, all right? So I really do not like it. My pursuit is not in it. My pursuit is in that one thing that I want to do and nobody can pay me. Praise the Lord. And I'll give you that journey maybe sometime in future. So Paul, confounding these guys, is telling them there are people who are robbed of the truth, who are teaching you that to be godly is a means to us gain. Is a means to us gain. And he tells them what contentment can do. He says, contentment with godliness is great gain. If you are contented and you are godly, you are far, far, far better than anyone else who has much or less or no, don't have anything. Say that you are, you are better. I say that is great gain. And, 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 and today I was asking myself, what is this? Contentment. What is contentment all about? A person who is contented is a person whose sufficiency is in Christ. Is a person whose sufficiency is in Christ. The way you are living your life, you are living your life because that's how God is pointing and how God is, is leading you. You've just read here, or rather we have sung in a moment ago, that we are aware that there's much in Christ. God doesn't want you to be rich. God doesn't want you to enjoy everything he gives you. God wants you to have a right attitude about money. So that money will not become a stumbling block to your worship for him. If I will give you every coin, will you still serve God? There's a church in the book of Revelation, the church of Laodicea, when John is speaking to this church, he says, he said that God is telling you that you people think that you have a lot, but what you do not know, that you have nothing. He said that, come, tread with me for gold. He said that you think you are, you are clothed, you are naked. He said that, take the eye salve of the spirit that you may see. That you may see your situation. He said that, put on the eye salve of the spirit. Revelation 3.20, I think. He said that, put on the eye salve of the spirit that you may see your real state of life, that you, are, you have nothing. Praise the Lord. So God is into confrontation by that one thing that causes you not to serve him, and that is money. Akuna kitu by the way, 
Sema ze, historia doni kikuwa sorted. Haa, nitasavu mungu sana. Bro, savu mungu sai. Build your faithfulness. Pursue the truth. So that when you have what you need, it will not push you out of God. One of the things that I was telling some people in the morning that shows you that indeed you have, you have, you have, you have the wrong attitude about resources is when God gives you that resource and you stop coming to church. Actually, what, what Paul is addressing to this guy is that when God gave you money, your desire for him went low. Your desire for him, Ileshuka. So I remember that you people think that you have anything. You don't have anything. You are, you are empty. Praise the Lord. Why do we have so many of us in gambling and betting? Because you imagine 240 million. God can't give you that money. Have you ever seen, have you ever seen, have you ever seen a rich person? And you ask them, Maze, how did you become rich? At Akwambia gambling. Have you ever seen anyone? Who is this country? It's a billionaire. The, crew, the late Krubis uh, and all these other people. And their source of wealth is that will hit a jackpot. Hey, Maze, 250 million. Ay, 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 ay. Ay, nikajenga maploti. Even those guys who win, go check them out after three months. They are nowhere. They have no capacity to handle that kind of... Some of you, I'm telling you, if I give you such, such an amount of money, you go crazy. I'm telling you the truth. You know, when, when, when... That's also another story. When I was about to get married, I really had... People really gave me money. That's also another story of, of my, our sufficiency being in Christ. And I was not working. I was just telling someone that story. I was not working. In fact, someone, someone refused... To employ me. Ama? Yes. Yes. It, no, not to employ me. To give me an opportunity in ministry. Because I was not working. How will you take your girlfriend out? So, I became very bitter with them, by the way. But that's also another story. I'll, 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 in future. I'm still here. Paul says, through pursuing what you have, he says, even some have wanted from the faith. Because, you know, let me tell you what he says in Philippians 4, verse um, 12. He says this, I know what it, is, is, it means, or what it is to be need, and what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation. Whether I'm well-fed or whether I'm hungry, whether I'm living in plenty or in want, I can do all things through him who gives me, gives me strength. I think these are verse that we quote even when we are going to do exams. Um, but the context of it is that Paul says, I have the strength to live in whichever circumstance because I have learned to be content. Because this is a man who has surrendered his life fully to Christ and he has allowed Christ to lead him and to be the source of who he is and how he lives. In fact, he says in the end of this verse, he, takes, he talks to the Philippians and says that, and my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. How much is, riches, how much is, the, how much is his riches, his, his richness in glory? How much is that? Who can quantify how much it is to have what Paul is talking about? That God will supply all your needs According to his riches and glory. You know, if you ask me money, I can only give you out of what I have. 
All right? If I have 1,000, I'll give you maybe 500 or something, or we share. But Paul is telling them that God is able to give you according to what he has, his richness in glory. So what Paul is telling Timothy, he said that tell those guys to learn the right kind of contentment, to be content. He says, why should we be content? He said that for we brought nothing into the world, and we take nothing out of it. When my daughter was born, I was there. And uh, she did not come from my or her mother's womb <laughs> with a check. Daddy, sasa hii, ndio matumishi yangu. Nataka baby coat from Olds, Kenya, and all those one of things. When my, my daughter was born, I was, she came naked, she had nothing. That's, that's what Paul is saying. He's saying that if you know that you came out of this world, into this world naked, with the need to depend on others, or rather God, he is the one who brought you into this world. Paul is saying that that fellow, or rather God, is still able to keep you throughout. Praise the Lord Jesus. So for you brought nothing into this world. There is that, that's, that's, that's a point for us to ponder on and to know that we have to be content in whatever. So what, how does it mean that therefore God is telling us not to pursue resources? The Bible has given us, um, or rather the procedure. Jesus says, seek ye first the kingdom of heaven, and I will add everything. I don't know why sometimes we feel that God is, is not serious. I don't know why we sometimes feel like he's not serious. He will not do it. He will not do it. That's the procedure. Because Paul is saying, those who desire to be rich fall into diverse kind of challenges. In fact, he says, they pierce themselves with many troubles. And he said that some have even wanted from the faith, those who are pursuing money and wealth. He's saying that if that's the pursuit of your heart and the love of your heart, then you are up to being very, uh, he says, in all kinds of evil. Because you get that kind of money. So Jesus has given us the, the procedure. He said that, seek me first. I don't know. I think one of my struggles was that, that I felt God is not serious. He will not do it. If I pursue God first, if I ensure that I have a relationship with him first and devote my life to that, he will not give me what he's saying. Imagine that what God is saying. Say that, set your heart on him. You know, Psalms and Psalms, delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. Why do you think if you want a poshka, God cannot give you? Because God himself, he will give you to you. He said that delight yourself in him and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So what is the danger? The danger of discontentment is that you will run in all manner of evil. And I have no time to talk about what are the effects I've seen so many young people, if you read the reports in the newspaper of how many guys are killing themselves because they have lost a jackpot, they have lost money. There's a guy who hanged himself. I read that in the news. Uh, he was working at KCB and he took a whole fortune. I think he took like 89,000. Family resources, I can invest in you Tim lose. He was found hanging in a bathroom and he had lost that money. God is telling us 
that he's able to keep us. And I'm, I'm, I'm a living testimony, by the way. God is saying that he's able to keep us and to supply all we need. Seek him. Delight yourself in him. Be diligent and be faithful in what he gives you. Last week we saw how do we become, how do we increase in our stewardship? We increase in our stewardship by being faithful. If you have two shillings, that's, God will keep on increasing. You know, we are people who are rich and they are rich in the Lord. There are people who are rich and they are rich outside the Lord. They, are, they don't sleep. They don't really sleep. One of the things that you know that you are really walking in true riches is that when you have no desire for more, God just looks at the faithful and he adds, you know, one of my pursuits was that, ah, I had a job in Alipa. My first job, I was being paid 5,000. I job in Alipa 10K and I was Because of Alipa 10. Ah, 15, 15, 15, 2, sasa. Alipa 20, Ivo. And then you keep on desiring. Up to now, I'm like, ah, hey, Mazesi bills as a balance you. Nataka ni ongezi 10K. And that's how you keep on desiring. So, true riches is one of the things that shows you that you are really walking in the right desire for money is that when you have no desire for more. I think that is a very controversial statement. Because what that means, therefore, is that you, you have laid your hand, or rather your life, in the hands of the Lord and said that, God, if you lead me, then I'll walk in it. Praise the Lord. And I have, I, let me tell you guys, I have seen the faithfulness of God in every step. When I joined ministry, I've never lacked anything, by the way. I used to think, I, you know, sometimes I get things not from my own money. Not. One day someone visited us and he asked me, uh, so did the church buy you this house? Say, this is our house, we are paying our own rent. And uh, was, where, where I was working, I was being paid 20,000. <laughs> and my house rent is 25. So, <laughs> How did I live there? Let me tell you, God, God has supplied all things. When we went to hospital, when my wife was about to, uh, to deliver, I had nothing completely. And uh, so, someone gave us an idea. I said, no, we're going to this hospital. And when we went to that hospital, my wife has just gotten a job in a new place. And uh, she was not qualifying to be on the cover. I had no cover. She was supposed to qualify to be in the cover after six months of probation. So we called uh, the, 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 her team leader. And uh, she told us, uh, now, let me tell you guys, your wife does not qualify to be on this cover, but I feel I should pay. And she went to a very good hospital. And God just supplied. God just supplied through a person of the world going against a policy in a company just to supply. And we needed, actually, after, after we did all the budgets, we needed to pay 148000 And the cover was 150 so we paid comfortably. In fact, I went, I left that hospital walking, but it looked like a boss. Say, you what to do? Praise the Lord. And the Lord has supplied. I'm telling you the truth. It's not about how mighty you are. It's not about how your strength. God, and it's, it's important for us to start. Because the chances are that if you have not, if, you know, kama ujaika pesa malikuake, utajingia shida mingi sana. Utajipato mengia shida mingi sana. 
especially for us who come from families in Manze, you'll get yourself. And I, 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 I detested ministry. But now I really glory in the Lord because I trusted him. Will you trust him that he's the one who will lead your life through and begin to be faithful and begin to say that God, everything that I have, I place them in your hand that you may lead me. That you may, unisaidie, all right? That you, 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 you literally surrender everything. There's nothing you're holding in his hand and trust him. Manze, trust him. He will. Recently, um, uh, we really just didn't have anything. You know, sometimes, I have no money. You know, when I say that, some of you think that I'm lying. I did not have money. So I have this friend of mine who had come from Togo, and, uh, and he, he came, and he, uh, we were just talking. <laughs> And uh, so he said, how's the ministry? This is good, man. We are busy. And uh, so the guy says, so I bought these suits and I, I think I should give you. So you see, I'm adorning myself. Praise the Lord. The service that you give and your commitment to God will sort you out completely. Will you want to be content or contented and to trust God that God, I don't know where I'm going. I want to pursue fast. Pursue God. David and Asema, I am old, but I, I, I was one, young one day. I have never seen the righteous one of Christ forsaken. Praise the Lord. Father, we thank you so much. Will you help my heart? And will you, help, will you help the heart of my brother and my sister to fully trust in you? Will you, Lord, help me to be committed to pursue you? For you have said that if we will seek you, you shall add to us all things the Bible says, it is the Lord who gives us all things to enjoy. Will you turn our hearts, Lord, to fully and to be fully committed in you and in nothing else but in you alone. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone here who is born again? You have no relationship with Jesus. Like, we would like to, as Deno comes, we would like to introduce you to Jesus. You are here. You know you have never given your life to Christ. This is where we love you the most. If you feel ashamed here, you can't stand for Christ outside. All of us. Anyone? Alright, so may the Lord bless you and have a good time.